Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
And good morning, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of Moments of Conversation with Marion Afua. Of course, I am Marion Afua, your host, and today I'm honored by the opportunity to be joined by someone today who is a parent, family, and empowerment consultant, coach, expert. That's who she is. That's what she does for the last 30 years, providing empowerment training for parents and family on a national level. So we're lucky today. And she's also an author. The book is called Raising Healthy Children in an Unhealthy World, and that is none other than Miss Carmen Ray. Good morning, Carmen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for a wonderful introduction. Yes. You know, I want to also add, we're going to talk some more about the other um, uh, business that you have, which is your sole purpose. And I want to talk about that a little bit later and how it all ties into what you do and why it's so important to have you on the show today here on Moments of Conversation. Carmen, we have been talking about here on Moments of Conversation for the whole month of March, embracing and celebrating the feminine energy, also known as woman. So uh, we've talked about every aspect of our contributions. I didn't want to go from a historical component, but we want to go from a present state of how women are continuing to impact the nation and our power that we hold. And so, of course, when I had the conversation with you, I had to get you on because you are naturally empowering. And I watch you with your children, and you are phenomenal. Thank you. Yes, and it's the truth, y'all. She really is good. So, Carmen, tell us a little bit more about what exactly you do as a family empowerment consultant and trainer. Tell us a little bit more of what you do. Okay, absolutely. Uh, well, I, my um, span of uh, working with families have come through a variety of uh, opportunities. Uh, I've spent a great deal of time in the area of early childhood education. I have uh, spent the last five or six years working in the area of domestic violence. And all of the areas in which I've been able to support families, there's just some common common themes. And what I have determined is that the way we approach parenting, the most holistic way is that we provide some reparenting for ourselves. So in most cases that those very things about our own childhood that we were challenged by, that we have some concerns about, if we really don't do some work around our own healing and addressing those areas of trauma, regardless if it was bullying at school or having an absent parent or whatever the case is, that sometimes we just jump from being an individual to a role of a parent and without a whole lot of preparation for that transition. So my uh, my core philosophy is that uh, stronger, healthier, Empowered men and women absolutely make stronger, healthier, empowered parents and therefore passing on a different legacy to their children. Oh, wow. You know, you are now you all up in my category talking about legacies and, <laughs> and healing, all, healing all these past life experiences and, and understanding they're not who we are. We don't want to pass that on. Carmen, you are right there. And I think, I think you hit it on the head when you said that when we take we are thrown a lot of times into parenting. Even if we plan the pregnancy, we don't plan for parenting. Exactly. How about that? That's so you know? true. 
Yeah, and so what I find is that when I deal with a lot of people, they're like, well, I don't know what happened. And you don't know what happened. We don't know what happened because you never thought of what beyond the part of planning out that I'm going to get pregnant and I'm going to carry this baby for 40 weeks plus, if you're in my case, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to bring forth this beautiful life vessel that you have, you have care of. And what does yes. it look like? Because they're not always cute and cuddly, and sometimes even when they're little, they're not cute and cuddly because <laughs> they're spitting up and they're handling the business and all that good stuff. So it's just a matter of us, again, just taking that time out, and that's why I'm so excited to have you here because that's what we talk about here on Moments of Conversation. It is a place of empowerment, a place where we can become enlightened and part of the enlightenment is that you realize that there's some things you need to let go of so that you can be lighter in your in your spirit and in your existence to be able to really be who you're supposed to be. Carmen, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation here about parenting and what you do. And I heard you speak about the domestic violence aspect of it, and I want to know a little bit more how you integrate that into your empowerment of families. Why is that important to even, how is that connected, actually, I want you to talk about. Okay. I'll be right back after these commercial breaks. Author Marion Afford has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, a conversational journey to your true reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com, and MarianaFullSpeaks.com. You can also join Mariana Fuller for Moments of Conversation on Vlog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Mariana Fuller, Not My Reality, and Seeking Escape. Two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038 or by visiting efuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Efua, change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. And we are back here on Moments of Conversations. 
Again, I am your host, Marion Afua, and we are joined today by none other than someone is one of my personal favorites, someone that's always sharing a little bit of new information with me and insight and I'm inspired by, and that's Miss Carmen Ray. Carmen Ray is a author, she's a family empowerment consultant, and amongst, amongst other things, she's also a powerful and a wonderful parent. When I watch her in action, I am inspired in the way in which I deal with my children even yet today. So, Carmen, welcome back. Thank we you. Were talk- Thank you. We we were walk we were walking through the conversation together and we were and you were sharing with me how the parent empowerment works and you mentioned about domestic violence that you also work with domestic violence how how did the two connect how does parenting and domestic violence connect sure sure they absolutely um connect oftentimes with the support groups that I work with and I have um I've operated with both women support groups, victim support groups as well as um perpetrators or batterers uh, for the sake of a better better word. I'll just say people experiencing trauma and um need some support in having better and healthy relationships. When I'm working with those uh people that fit in that population Oftentimes I'm hearing things like, well, my children didn't witness it, Uh, they were in the room, or um, uh, uh, they did not uh, necessarily experience the physical abuse themselves. So I really work diligently to help uh, individuals understand that even if you go through an episode of domestic violence, say your children are at school, do you really think when your children come home from school they're not going to sense that something has happened, something is quite not right with uh, mom? Uh, what about when there's a domestic violence episode and dad rushes over to pick up the child for his weekend after this episode? Do you really think, you know, we have to take a step back and reflect on our own childhood? There were times when we heard or seen things with our own parents, and we could definitely internalize young children don't always have the language. A two-month-old baby don't have the language or the capacity to say, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling afraid, I know something is going on, but I just really work hard with families and individuals to understand your children are being impacted by domestic violence. It may show up in the area of uh, uh, academics, they may not uh it can show out in their show up in their behavior as early as um when they're first born, but mm-hmm. children really do take on what it is that they are exposed to. Wow, Carmen, you know, not I know I love the way you, you so eloquently <laughs> shared. I'm I'm telling you, I'm sitting here going, This is why I have her on this show to share with us today because you hit it on the head. I get that all the time. I hear it all the time. You know, I work with women as well and deal with women myself. And that's something people say, oh, they, they're not aware. They're not impacted. It was me. And I think that's so important because as a parent, we are given treasures, and those are our children. And like you said, you'll be surprised the minimal um, or the maximum impact that it has on a child. So it doesn't, you know, age doesn't negate the impact of our parenting relationships and contributions that we make and we situations we place our children into. It's not about blame. It's about learning to do better. Yes. So 
Yes. That's what I find when I deal with you. I find that um, even just talking to you today, I'm writing down, I'm taking notes. I'm going, wow, that's good. That is good. That is good. So how now do I take this now as a parent? And I know you have this book. Your book is called Raising a Healthy Child in an Unhealthy Unhealthy World. How do we put all this together, Carmen? I mean, how do you get people to accept that there's something that we need to address when it comes to parenting. I mean, you mean tell me the fact that I had the baby and that they live in my house and I feed and clothe them and shelter them, that's not enough? Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. And because I think we've been socialized to really look at those basic needs and because I have not spent um, my uh, much of my life being formally educated in this area, I've just been gifted, I would say anointed, with the ability to just love families and see the value of family could have been uh, just my relationship with my family that make me understand that uh, our world is dependent upon uh, healthy families and us going back to uh, being um, uh, intact and really adoring our children. Even in the best-case scenario, we know that children fare so much better in life when they have the support and the stability of two parents. But for many of us, including myself, that uh, has not been my reality, so it's just important that uh, we understand how do we still, as two individuals, how do we positively co-parent? So I, a lot of my experience and my assessment of this whole issue around raising healthy children in an unhealthy world is we start with just telling the truth. We just simply start with telling the truth. I have a 32, 33-year-old son, a 27-year-old son, a 16-year-old daughter, and a 17-year-old daughter. And my oldest son and I often make a joke. He always says that I was his experiment child. I was his project and 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 he's absolutely right. I had him at the age of 16 and uh many of the statistics that were um available about what happens when a 16-year-old uh have a child in uh an urban setting, what is some of the likelihood of them living in poverty, really mm-hmm. struggling, a child being labeled, all those kinds of things really did manifest. Absolutely. And so instead of us feeling guilty about it, let's just say this is where I am, but here is how I can move forward. Mm, and You know, I love that part of it because, as you are aware, you know, and most people are aware that I was a teenage parent as well, and that was something, you know, that we have to realize. I mean, it's it's a, situ- a situation, but it doesn't mean that it has to relegate us to a certain level of of um, disconnect and and actual lack. We may not have I love your saying that I heard you say recently and you said you may not be rich monetarily but you're rich in resources. Yes. Yes. And I and I also heard you say today that we have to learn how to um have some level of stability. How do we positively work together? Yes. Right? And yes. and restore yes. back our communities, our sense of community and family. I think that happens a lot. Right now in America across the board, and in particular um, in the black African-American community, I just find that we are not, we, are, we no longer have a a shafting, or what we say, a scaffolding of family. We don't even have a scaffolding officially 
anymore. And so when you were sharing that, I was like, wow, she has hit it right on the head. How do we how do we secure that? How do you get families that always have these different ideas of what family is, Carmen? I mean, how do you manage that? 30 years you've been doing this? You can't be oh, teaching yes, the same yes. curriculum for 30 years. Because <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, girl, my, my, my daughter, my adult daughter alone, ideal of family is different from mine. Right, 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 right. Yeah, um, you know, I I think that we do, there has to be a compromise. I'm not, there's just certain things about my traditions and my core belief system with my children that I personally am not going to compromise on. But there's a whole list of other things that I'm very flexible with. Uh, when uh, my oldest son, there were some things around uh, dating and because I was parenting out of fear, that's the other thing we need to be careful of is parenting mm. out of fear. Like, oh, my goodness, if he there's a young girl around him, he was just always a, a really attractive young man. So if it's a young girl, he's going to get her pregnant. So what does that mean? We set up barriers around opportunities for young people to have healthy socialization. And mm. I had an opportunity to live in two different communities. And one community that was a little bit more affluent, I noticed that that community provided tons of opportunities for children to socialize with uh, other children of the opposite sex. But in uh, more uh, um, more uh, oppressed areas, that those opportunities weren't available. They didn't do the little sock hops and ice cream socials and all of that. So what does that mean? The classrooms have to become the socialization uh, ground. So once I learned that, I created all kinds of opportunities for my children to have uh, uh, have friends of the opposite sex. So it does not have to be about sneaking. And and uh, if I if I enjoy some uh, somebody's company, that means I need to sneak off and, and enter into a sexual relationship with them, mm. and not treat each other like we're the forbidden fruit. That is natural for teens to be attracted. It's uh, of with uh, into intimate. Uh, relationships, but it's our responsibility as a parent to guide that, to support that, and to supervise that. So fast forward to my 16- and 17-year-old daughter, I just really prepared them with the information, all of the possible consequences to their choices, and really Mm -hmm. trust that even if a mistake is made, it's not because they didn't know. Oh wow! So you're putting a you're you're having them share in the accountability. Of yes. developing and growing. Oh, mm-hmm. girl, I, see, I told y'all she was awesome. She has some great ideas, some great insights. If you are on the phone lines or listening via the Internet and you want to talk to Carmen Ray today, she is a family empowerment consultant. Her book is Raising a Healthy Child in an Unhealthy World. The number is 646 If you are already on the phone lines, which many of you are, please feel free to push one and just ask your question, make a comment. This is what we're here for. It is about being empowered and enlightened. It is about accepting the contribution of the feminine energy known as the woman. And this woman, this feminine expression of energy, of divine energy, is sharing with us how parenting can be a part of our process. As she said earlier, we're often thrown into the role of parenting. Even if you plan the pregnancy, we don't plan plan for parenting because we, there's no way you really can plan outside of knowing you need to have a place to feed it and house it and, you know, buy it some clothing, et cetera. 
but you need to be able to participate in this conversation. It's going to be a great day here, our moments of conversation, as we are building ourselves and building a structure that allows us to become empowered and allows us to be able to move forward and share who we are and what we are and leave a legacy. Y'all know my thing, life, longevity, and a secured legacy. That's what we're securing here today. Our moments of conversation with Carmen Ray. Carmen, you dropped some jewels on me. I gotta back up. Okay. I'm in I'm in remedial, right? You blew my mind with the idea of parenting out of fear. I was sharing with someone, um, I participated in a in a new initiative um called community not really new, but our agency is doing something called sexual health information parties, right? When I worked with Infant Mortality, we did health information parties, but they're done in your home. And we were talking about sexuality, and this, this ideal of parenting out of fear came up, not the actual words, but exactly what you said. How do you not tell your children and discuss with them what it really means to not be promiscuous, or to have positive relationships. Mm-hmm. Carmen, how do we avoid this fear? I mean, what? Give, right. I'm in a workshop. How, I have I have parenting fear. I'm, I'm parenting out of fear. How can you assist me? Do you have a something you can share with yeah. me that would help me overcome that? Absolutely, because most of that fear is a result of us um, reflecting back on our childhood and how little we knew. I'll give you an example. I remember starting my uh, ministration. I started my uh, period at about 11 or 12 years old, never had a conversation with my mom, no aunts, nobody. So I'm like fifth, sixth grade, and I go to the restroom, and how about I run all the way home nonstop. Like somebody shot me, and I didn't know. Like I had no idea. So as parents, when it's time for us to start having conversation about um, uh, uh, sexuality and the responsibility of healthy relationships, the reality is that we can't share what we don't have. So we just kind of happen and we fumble into information ourselves. So I think the way that we start is that we become educated and informed about uh, the basic, about our health, our body, and then we're in a better position to share that with our children. Then we go to the next level. We really embrace and understand what healthy relationships are. If we are involved in toxic relationship, relationships, regardless if it's friendships or whatever, so our children hear us on the telephone, we're texting and we're gossiping. Girl, no, he didn't. A man just ain't no good. Or they're mm-hmm. um, they're seeing you with your friends one day and the next day you're talking about them. So regardless of what you sit down and say to your child, you're showing them that you can't even model healthy, healthy relationships. Absolutely. So I say with everything, how are we being? Not what we're doing, but if we can just be that what we want from our children, they will automatically uh, take that best part of us. That They will take the best part of us. So I say the way we are confident in having those conversations is we have them and to the best of our ability, and then we say to our children, if a child asks a question that we don't know the answer to, we don't need to act like we're the know-it-alls, that we mm. have all-knowing power, we can say, wow, that's a great question. Validate the child. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm giving you the correct uh, information because I'm so impressed 
uh, Tommy. I'm so impressed, uh, Anita, that you came to me uh, for with this question. I want to make sure I give you the best solid answer. So why don't we talk about this a little later this evening or in the morning, I, and we can have have this discussion over breakfast, and I want to give you the uh, answers because if you act afraid, if you're like, what you asking me something like that for? What they're saying to the child is that this is not a good source for, for me to be informed. So let me go get it from my peer group, which is not always the best source of information. Oh, right. You are absolutely on it. Now, I'm going to tell you, everything you just said makes sense to me, right? And I'm sure mm-hmm. my listeners agree the same way. But one of the things I hear you talking about, we're back to that scaffolding that we have. You're talking about putting some bricks in here now. You're actually building something because I hear underlining what makes us be able to raise healthy children is that we have to be honest with ourselves and we have to begin to set some structures and understand that it's okay not to be the expert. Yes, absolutely. Is that is that a good summation? That's it. That's perfect. It is because we're not – we don't even have – the uh, we shouldn't have the expectation for ourselves. I've never had brothers. I've never had brothers. I wasn't raised in a house with um, uh, a man other than my dad. So how is it that I'm supposed to really know the inner workings and the emotional needs of sons? Mm. So if and then if, if with their dad. My first husband didn't necessarily have the best uh, relationship and the best support with his uh, dad. So where exactly am I supposed to get this knowledge from? My dad knew how to be an awesome grandfather to uh, my sons, but he really wasn't uh, in the full role of being their father. And so we have to just look at these situations to pick out the things from our parents that really work for us, that we admire, that we want to duplicate, and then we don't want to blame, point fingers. We just want to leave those other things behind that uh, we don't necessarily want to pass on to our children. Absolutely. Well, Carmen, I'm going to tell you, I'm sitting here going, okay, i got to do what I call, you know, a little wake-up shake. Carmen, you said... You suggested that we tell our children that we're going to speak to them later about a topic because we need to go back and look. And then you said something that I know is a rarity in this current 21st century, which is we're going to talk about it at breakfast. <laughs> so we're going to talk at breakfast. When, uh-huh. when, do, when do families sit down and have meals together, let alone yeah. talk? How does that happen, and- Carmen? Because I know so you get this in your group. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I really want, will not compromise about at least one meal time with my families. And what I ask is that people really start looking at opportunities to simplify. We are so driven by materialism. We are so driven by multitasking. I have literally can say that I have lost half of my life in being on that whirlwind. And at the end of the day, we get burned out. We are unhealthy. But there is no reason your meal may be a granola bar and um, a few grapes, but there is no reason why, and I refuse to accept it, that families are not able to have a breakfast together, a dinner together, even if it's that special time on the weekend, 
the conversations, and no cell phones at the table. My daughters and I have to really discipline ourselves because sometimes if we're not careful, the three of us will be will sit there, we'll say grace, and then we'll just be we'll just they'll be tweeting, and I'll be checking emails, and then I have to mm-hmm. shake myself like, what kind of quality exchange is that? So I say we prioritize everything else that um, that we value. So when we truly value our children and we uh, fall madly in love with them as I am with my children, all four of them, the two adult sons I have and my daughter, they are my favorite people to spend time with. They are the, my favorite people that I want to know what makes them tick. It took me a while to get here and really see the value. So my hope for this work is that the people I come in contact with can start prioritizing their children, and they don't need to wait till they get my age. They can start doing it even if they are teen parents, even if they are single parents. Your children are your treasures, and, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that my book and my work will help parents to get there sooner than I did. Absolutely, and I'm glad you brought this book up because we're going to take another break And then when we come back, Carmen, I want to go more into your book, Raising a Healthy Child in an Unhealthy World. I mean, that right there, that's that's a great summation of what we're maybe dealing with as parents. I know I'm I'm dealing with that as well. Um, So we're going to take another commercial break here on Moments of Conversation. So I thank you all for joining us as we're having a conversation with Carmen Ray, parenting and empowerment expert here on Moments of Conversation. Life and Spiritual Coach, Minister, Author, and Inspirational Speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, Contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038, 480-269-1038, or by visiting ifuaspeaks.com, E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Ifua, change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. All right, we are back here. Thank you all for joining me here today on Moments of Conversation. My guest today is Carmen Ray. She is a parenting and family empowerment consultant, and she is also a businesswoman, and she's an advocate for domestic violence. And I wanted to say to everyone that is listening on today, this conversation is so important. And, yes, it's still in line with expressing the divine feminine energy that we all express. Before we get started, I want to play one more song. Carmen, can I play a song that I thought about today in preparation for the show? I thought about this song, and that's usually how things come to me. This song is called If I Could, and it's by Regina Bell, and it's her anthem or her tribute, contribute to young people. So enjoy the song, and we'll be right back with Carmen Ray. If you have a question, comment, remember, if you're already on the phone lines, push 1. If not, you can reach us at 646-378-1135. Regina Bell, if I could. 
Think about that. Wasn't that something, Carmen? I love that song. Beautiful. So timely. <laughs> and, I, you know, as I was listening to that song, I was thinking about, I looked at the title of your, I happened to turn my head and look at the title of your book, and I have to say that I was, I said, this is such a connection. So I had to thank the divine creator for that because that's exactly what it is. Carmen, 
in your book you talk about how we can build relationships with our children, and you've been talking about that in the first segment of our conversation. And I got this term in my head, and it says, you're teaching us how to really almost fall in love with our children and have a real relationship with our children. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely, absolutely. Because in we, so much of our children, um, we see their characteristics as part of us, part of uh the other parent, you know, if we're in a uh, healthy relationship, we'll tend to see the best in our children. But if those relationships were not so healthy, that is sometimes um, the backlash that our children receive, either physically or emotionally. So as we become detached from the partners that we chose, that we chose, because ultimately we did in most cases, Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that part of our children, and those are all things that are definitely in need of healing. Absolutely. So how do I raise a child in a, in an unhealthy world? I want my child to be healthy, of course. I mean, I'm doing immunizations. I'm giving it whole grains. I'm, <laughs> I'm making it go outside and play. Come, what do you mean by that? How? What What, what is it really look like, feel like, to raise a child healthy in an unhealthy world? Okay, well, I have uh, the chapter, well, there's a chapter in my book that's titled, So You Want to Be a Parent. And in that chapter, we talk about the basic human needs uh, for the both the parent and the child, and it's called the spices of life, because there's a chance we may forget about the basic human uh, needs, because that sounds a little scientific, but we won't mm-hmm. forget spices. And just as if we were in the hospital, and we know that they that the hospital staff will provide us with food, but it's going to be, net, in most cases, bland. It's not going to be the food that we were order if we were at a four-star restaurant, five-star restaurant. So if we want our lives and our relationships with our children, I want uh, our listeners to remember the spices of life. And how we organize our lives is that we make sure that there's some spiritual balance, first of all, some spiritual accountability and practice, not to uh, force-feed people with religion, but it's absolutely important that we raise our children and we to ourselves believe that there is something greater than ourselves. So in your spirituality, if it's taking a drive by the lake with your family, riding a bike, getting on the bus, that's connecting your children with something greater than themselves because they know that they didn't put that water, that body of water at the lake or the beach or wherever you live. And then that's what the S and the spices stand for. And then we have T for physical. And that's to have food, exercise, rest, water, air, and a nurturing touch. How are you incorporating these things? Are your children grabbing a bag of Flaming Hots and chips in the morning for breakfast? Or are you making sure that they get something that's really going to feed them the quality, uh, making sure they have a consistent rest time as much as possible? Uh, how are they being stimulated? How are you being stimulated intellectually? That's the I in uh, spices. And then uh, we have creativity, making sure that we're nurturing our children's creative abilities. Uh, if it's uh, poetry, if it's the way that they dress, it may not be the way we want them to dress, but that's still an expression of their creativity. Absolutely. 
And then we have E for emotional, making sure that we uh, understand the difference between the three different kinds of praise, praise for self, praise uh, for doing, and praise for being, and making sure that we give love, praise, and security and respect in our conversations with our children and that we're expecting that from them. And then the last S in spices is social, to have friendships and companionship for ourselves as well as nurturing that in our children. And so I really try to focus everybody and draw them back in this book on how, and I provide a whole series of examples of how do you incorporate these spices of life in your life and extend them out for your children. Wow. Carmen, I want to encourage you all to take some time out. Carmen, I want you to tell us really quickly, and then we're going to come back and have some more I'm not sure about you all, but possibly how many of us actually have considered the spices of life? And you said everything that requires us to live holistically, that requires us to excel in our in our true destiny, purpose, and existence as an expression of the divine creator. Carmen, this is awesome. Thank you. I, I, I'm looking forward more and more to being a part of some things in the future. All of you that are on the phone lines, I see a lot of y'all. I'm not responding to your texts or Facebook messages on purpose. I really want you to call in and talk to Carmen if you can. Um, one person I know is at work, so I will honor your request. But those of you that are able to talk to her, please uh, do so. And I like the idea you talked about self-care. You know, my whole thing is that um, if you can't take care of yourself, you know, if you're not, survival is your only option, right? If you're not able to live and survive, how can you possibly assist anyone else? And our children really do need to learn how to have that positive interaction and relationship with themselves and our and us as parents. And I love how you say you're going to model it and you're not going to, you know, block us into this box. Or this, 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 you have to be here. You have to look like this because I think that's what happens. How we lose our children so often is that we're so busy trying to enforce something, like you said earlier, out of fear that it destroys mm-hmm. us. Carmen, we have a phone call. Um, we got about uh, we got a phone call, and then we got about fifteen minutes left. So I'm gonna take this phone call, and then we're gonna let you finish sharing with us from the book. Okay. Let's see. Good morning and welcome to Moments of Conversation. Do you have a comment or a question? Hello, good morning. Area code 347. Oh. Okay, I was mute. I muted my own self. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and blessings to you, sister, and to um, Sister Carmen Ray. Um, sweetie love. Oh, and, hey, I thought this was hey. your voice. When I... <laughs> yeah, I love it. To, Today I'm in so such excruciating back pain, but um, I'm sorry to hear you're that. Not, yeah, but hey, I'm handling it. I've handled worse, mm-hmm. but um, I, I heard that um, Carmen Ray is also a domestic violence um, advocate, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a beautiful thing. And when it comes to women empowerment, we always have to, you know, reach out and let folks know that women empowerment is not bashing men. It's just giving the power back to the woman who nurtures the child in the woman out. Absolutely. You know, so, right, so it's a beautiful thing. I was 
um, as I was hearing you, you know, with the ways to the spices of life and, and you know, falling in love with your children again. You know, I really can relate to that, and I'll be quick because I know that you, you know, your time thing. But, <clears throat> you know, um, I went through, you know, domestic violence and my children. And, you know, I I, I had a, a problem at first with um, them coming back home after they're already grown, you know, 35, <laughs> 23, but my 19-year-old was, you know, still here with me, but my other two uh, came back, and, you know, and I, I, I had to ask Father, you know, could you show me how to deal with this situation? They're grown now, mm-hmm. and he showed me and he told me that you're dealing with your children now without abuse. Mm. You know, and mm-hmm. and so you're getting those mm-hmm. years back. With yes, them. that's a beautiful way to assess that. And by whose standards is it that our children need to be out of our home? Because I'm not sure mm-hmm. that that is always, um, you know, in our in our best interest. You know, our society has so many, we've been, this culture of families living separate and everybody having their own household is not always in our best collective interest. Financially, spiritually, there are some things that you're able to uh, support your uh, adult children with that, like you said, maybe you weren't available, emotionally available at that time if Mm -hmm. you were dealing with issues around domestic violence. Absolutely, and there's so many you know, that have that and, and, and the children don't come back or they're, they're estranged from their children because their children are angry because they didn't leave when they should have, you mm-hmm. know. But, you know, but if, um, at any point, you know, they can hear this message that you, you're giving, you know, to fall in love with your children again. You know, it may be um, wherever they are, you know, those who are listening to write a letter, forget about emailing, you know, write a letter and just put a heart on it and say, I love you until, mm-hmm. you know, the healing process begins to, to happen for them. You know, I'm, I'm I'm sure there are many ways, but um, this definitely needs to continue and be, you know, more in the, um, uh, in the, in the presence of, you know, our communities because I, I, I'm also, a domestic violence mentor. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been one for uh, ten years now, and you, yeah, so we really do need more of this, and you know, more women empowerment because we do raise the nation. So I want to say and yeah. give thanks to you and what you're doing, and. Uh, I'd like to have you on my show, too. <laughs> I was going to say, she probably could be on your show, too, couldn't she? I, I, I was going to hope you would say about your show, Sweet D. Sweet D, really no. quickly. No, I don't want to talk about it. No, I don't. But, okay. um, um, you know, because I want this, her to be able to finish, and we've got that time. But um, No, no, no. I'm going to extend the yeah. program just a little bit. Don't worry uh-huh. about that. But okay, I well, want to make thanks sure. Thanks to you, Marion. So, mm-hmm. um, you're doing so much for women's. History Month, and, you know, I said, you know, I better put up some Tuesday shows for Women in History. <laughs> 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 you 
speak, you know, I mean, this is my second time, like, you know, having to come to the show, and it's like, I hear Father saying, okay, like, you know, this is supposed to be passing the baton, okay, you know, my daughter Marion is passing the baton, y'all should be doing this too, I hear you, Father. <laughs> So isn't that how it always is? I'm telling you, that's how it always is. Girl, you know what? I love you so much for um, and honor the relationship that we are building and creating. And the more we become one, I just love that. So I thank you for chiming in and sharing your love and your energy with uh, Carmen and us here on the program. And because Carmen is a phenomenal um, asset in my life as well, I have I have just taken her in. She's she's <laughs> officially in. Again. She can't get out. She's like you, Susie. She ain't going nowhere. Uh uh-uh, uh, nowhere. <laughs> so I had to go there. But thank you. Did you want to make any other final comments about it? But I thank you for sharing that. Oh, we have to find a a a a. A place that is in the center of I don't know um, Carmen where where you live in the world, you know I'm in New York and um, where are you located? Yeah, she she's in I'm Wisconsin. I'm in New York. Oh, okay. She's in, New York. she's in my hometown. Hey. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, some you know who knows when it'll be or um, if it's one of those webinars or whatever you know mm-hmm. to really you know get this out there of. Um, Women and you know women and children and domestic violence because it's rampant. Teenagers are going through it now. We got human trafficking, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know control. You know when you said something about that you don't want to force the children to do something because that's also a part of the you know the the that the wheel on, in domestic violence on the power of control. And we don't want yes. to do that, you know. We want to, you know, give them the option because they too have free will, you know. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. Give thanks. That's all I want to say. And I'm just going to listen. Okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you, you. Ashe, and so it Ashe. is. And love abounds and surrounds yeah. because you are love. Thank yeah. you. All right. That you know what? That touched my heart, Carmen. That was sweet D love. Someone that I came across maybe a year ago and we just okay. we just I'm telling you. So I'm always honored. Um because we are on two different time zones and she's a busy woman and but she's always willing to share who she is and what she represents, which is truly love and so I honor her in that place just like I honor you for sharing about us the importance of us falling in love with our children. Carmen, I know I, I um, had you on for only an hour, but actually, you know, our show is two hours. Um, I know you may not be able to stay for the full, but can you give us another 15 minutes just to get a few more people in? And sure. share? I want you to be more summative in how people can get a hold to you and talk about your sole purpose business that you have as sure. well and how you integrate that into your parenting empowerment and family empowerment um, options. Okay. Before we... Can we go back? You know, um, written word is so important. Sweet D talks about writing the letter, and I remember being part of a workshop where you had us to draw any scene about our family mm-hmm. and then talk about how we felt about it. Then, you know, as yes. we were drawing it, what was the emotion of that scene and how, we, how it made us feel this today in adulthood. 
Carmen, can you can you explain that? I know it's not the full workshop, but can you okay. explain? Because that was so phenomenal to me. Okay, okay, absolutely. And this is something that um, parents can do with their children. You just uh, want to do an activity that's called the family of origin. And basically what you're doing is taking a, taking a moment to sit down and uh, use crayons, markers, whatever, to think of a scene of when you were at a certain age, you uh, speak about that scene, and then after you share your story that you drew, you give whoever else is part of the group an opportunity to give, uh, to listen. And it's an activity that really practices the importance of listening and a healthy communication. And then it also allows you to speak of the emotion that you felt when you had that memory. So you don't have to label it and say if it was good or bad. It could just be your experience and your feelings and then that uh, particular activity leads into more um, opportunities to have effective communications rolling into I statements and things like that. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you that was exciting because I was able to remember um, two of my, well, three of my family members that are no longer with me, and I just thought that was so important. I could just only imagine, and just knowing what was shared in the room from other people, how it was allowing us to see through, almost through the eyes of our children what they might be experiencing. Right, you know, exactly. You know, that, and, and they discovered something. Like someone said to me, I had no idea you love water like that. And they've been knowing me for at least 20 years or more. Right, right. Because, right, yes, just talking about those things that really um, touch our hearts and, and sometimes we can just be passing by the people that we say we love the most, and that's our family and our children, but we're on autopilot and we're overstimulated to the point that we don't take the time to really be present in those conversations, and that's mm-hmm. what this is a reminder for us all. Like, what what does it really matter if we go um, uh, and, and add on a part-time job to live in a bigger house when that time could really be spent just in the simplicity of life and spending and reading a, t- reading a book to our children, walking in our neighborhoods, just getting back to those basics and not letting external things consume just too, too much of our time. Absolutely. That's, a, that's an important point. Um, I got a message from someone who's telling me um, they want to ask you, if you could share, how do you deal when you have children who tend not to? Um, let me just get it right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to skim through it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, they're saying that their children are not honoring education, although mm-hmm. she's making education an important part. What suggestions uh, do you have? And she says she's okay. She is. She's married now, but she was married. She's divorced. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I hope okay. I apologize if I kind of mucked it up, but uh, no, no, that's okay. Well, you know, we first, first of all, we need to be committed to empowering our children with the benefits of education. But at the same time, we need to understand the reality of that, and that's what I have decided to do. And this is Carmen's opinion. This is not what you may get from a uh, a therapist or somebody who studies the science and behavior of children, but this is what has worked for me. 
I make sure that I create um, examples uh, by involving my daughters in activities where they see people who were able to benefit from successful education. I allow them to see the reality of education is that it puts you in a different uh, income category in most cases. I let them know what what, what education can do and what it cannot do. And at the same time, I nurture uh, both levels of education, formal and informal. And a lot of our schools are teaching to the test and not allowing our children to embrace uh, education. So that parent, I would ask for them to clearly understand what is the value of education for them. For example, a couple of years ago I spent um, – a year homeschooling my children because it was important for me to understand how they learn best, and then I could better advocate for them in, within any school system. So if we are encouraging our children to uh, value education and uh, we are attaching that value to things that don't resonate with our children, and then it becomes a, a, a tug of war. Uh, I have two daughters now. One of them is on the honor roll. She is uh, she's working very hard at it. My second daughter is um, very social. She has innate leadership, and uh, academics comes easy for her. So she has made a conscious decision to opt out in some of her classes, and so I provide her with the same support the same accountability, but I spend time explaining to her the consequences because the reality is that we can't learn for our children. And I say, you know, you have a lot of grand uh, hopes of your future, but I need you to understand the choices that you make today will determine if those hopes will materialize for your future. And we just mm. have to give our kids that reinforcement. Absolutely. So ultimately, it is their choice. <laughs> Yeah, and and that is. It, it ultimately is. And, you know, and I would just add, too, you know, really, I, I just keep going back to what you said, but going back to my visual. You know, I'm a visual person, and when images come to me, they're for a reason. I was shown initially when we started this conversation scaffolding on a building, and then I saw us as parents on this scaffolding. And it is up to us to begin to build the foundation, add to the wall, the building of these children, contribute, not not remember I said add contribute. Yes. We are not the we are not the actual creators of these children. We are just the ones who are given um the treasures to kind of maintain and the assist in the development and monitoring and, and you know, support in the guidance toward where they're supposed to be. And so this scaffolding that I, I'm seeing us and as you were talking even just now, you know, how do we how do we serve as a support system to these children. Now, don't get me wrong. I still believe in having serious boundaries because boundaries are really important, right? Um, yes. We can't just speed down the street. We just can't go in a grocery store and open up a package of food and start eating it. We just can't go out and do what we want to do, per se, mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. society um, without understanding there are some consequences. And I say every action has a consequence, but it's about yes. whether or not you're willing and, willing and able to accept you know, the consequences of that, be it be exactly what you desire or not desire. Um, but I, I love how you said that. And so also to this parent, I want to, or person, I want to encourage you to take yourself, this is what I'm hearing, now my other part of me clicked in. It's telling me to say it's not about you, it's not about you, and it's not about you. So um, keep that in mind that as we build relationships and attempt to, uh, avoid 
having to restore relationships later on down the line that we have to remove ourselves from the equation sometimes and just be that scaffolding that's needed to build our children and make contributions to them and allow them to see that, yes, we may not have taken education as seriously, so therefore there may be some current economic limitations currently, but they're not permanent, right? Right, Um, exactly. So I love that, how you said that, Carmen. I hope that helps you. Um, Thank you so much. Carmen, let's take this last six minutes and talk about your sole purpose business that you have. Okay, okay. And Um, how do you integrate that into your parent empowerment um, process? Yes, absolutely. Um, Sole Purpose, uh, let me give my website for Sole Purpose, first of all. It's www.carmen, C-A-R-M-E-N, Ray, R-A-Y, dot, Sole Purpose, dot, net. Um, I uh, wanted to be able to connect with women universally, like no limitations around geographic boundaries, and I find that sole purpose is a vehicle for me to connect the families and to create a uh, an energy around self-care and wellness, and that's where I believe uh, is a foundation for positive parenting, is that mm-hmm. foundation of taking the time to, uh, you know, curl up with a book yourself and allow your children to see you reading that book as you're sitting next to your sole purpose, soy candle. And that sole purpose allows me to deliver services in the community of, uh, that I desire and be able to offer the services to families who may not be able to afford it. So sole purpose, I have customers that that will go to my website, they'll make a purchase, and then I may be able to go into a school, a church, or wherever there's families that's gathering. And because of the income that's generated through my sole purpose business, I can offer that parent education, parent empowerment at a minimum cost or no cost. And those are ways that I've creatively come up with that don't allow me to make too many financial sacrifices for my own children. Absolutely. And then the benefit also, too, is that it's also about economic stimulation because these parents can also become part of the sole purpose of the sole purpose company. Absolutely. Am I right? Am I right? Yes, okay. So, yes, also, yes, so it's yes. a multiplicity of levels. I wanted you to put that in there because I know I utilize sole purpose and and I'm a, you know, I'm, also, I'm like you. I try to integrate it into my services and products that I offer people to keep costs down low. Carmen Ray, I just want to thank you for sharing today with us. And I know we kept you over, but I'm so honored by the fact that you would stay with us and share because I, it's such an important thing to know how we build healthy families. Because if the if you do not he, do not heal the woman, you cannot secure your legacy. Our legacy is our children, the future, and knowing that what we are passing along are things that we want to continue to see grow and we want to be able to harvest and we want to be able to be shared and continue to multiply. And unfortunately right now we're just not able to see a lot of things right now that we're not strong enough, so we need to rebuild this scaffolding. And, Carmen, I think you have contributed to that process today and affirmed the importance of that feminine presence being healed and that feminine presence being honored and that feminine presence us impacting a relationship between ourselves and our children and our mates. Carmen, thank you. 
All righty. Thank you. And, Marion, I just have to say that you have done a phenomenal job by creating a platform to have these meaningful discussions, and I really, really appreciate you and so thankful that you're part of my sister circle. Yes, thank you, as I am honored by you being as a part of mine as well as yours. Whew. All right, y'all. This is, y'all can have me get emotional, but this is Carmen Ray. <laughs> Carmen C. Ray. Empowerment and consulting and training um, person for families. Uh, she's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but y'all can always contact her. She gave her website. It's www.carmenray.soulpurpose.net. She's also an author of Raising Healthy Children in an Unhealthy World. Carmen, can they get the book at your website as well? Uh, the book is not available on my web- website, but if anybody is interested, I would love to uh, send you a copy. Uh, you can reach me. Uh, my email is CarmenRay at MSN.com. I am also uh, on Facebook, and I get a lot of book orders through my inbox. So feel free to inbox me at Carmen Ray. Send me a friend request, and I'd love to um, welcome you to my Facebook network. Excellent, excellent. That's what I wanted you to do. All right, well, thank you again, Carmen, for joining us. And you all that are on the line, don't, we're not going anywhere. we still got time to talk today. Here are moments of conversation. Just wanted to make sure that I send off Carmen with lots of love and embracement of her destiny, her purpose, and manifestation of her assignment here in this place at this time as it resonates with all of us. Be sure to join us again Uh, for the second hour, which is going to continue in about two minutes after our commercial breaks. Thanks again, Carmen, for joining us. And those of you that are here with us, sit back, relax, take a deep breath. No, this is not the end of the road. We'll be right back after these words. Thank you. Life and Spiritual Coach, Minister, Author, and Inspirational Speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. Or by visiting Ifua Change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including 
Amazon.com, and MarianaFourSpeaks.com. You can also join Mariana Four for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Mariana Four, Not My Reality, and Seeking Escape. Two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation.
with Marion Afour. I'm your host, Marion Afour, and that was my inspiration for you all today. That was called Higher Heights, something I'm working on. It's a little rough still, but we're going to get it together because it is exactly my contribution to the existence that we desire to be, just like Carmen Ray talked about in our first half, our first segment, that talked about raising parents, raising our children uh, in a way that is affirming, that allows them to identify the greatness within them, that allows them to be able to experience us parenting, but not parenting from a place of fear, that we allow them to be able to have opportunities to have appropriate social interaction with the opposite sex, that we begin to set a foundation that our children understand that we are not experts, but we are willing to do the work to find the information the correct information they need to be the best that they are to be. Who are here today? We have a couple of callers on the line today. I'm going to go straight in right away to the callers for this second half, and we're going to share some more things about um, uh, parenting and answer some questions best we can. All right, let's get started. Good morning, and welcome to Moments of Conversation. This is Marion Afoula. You have a question or a comment? Yes, good day. Um, I appreciate the program. I appreciate the uh, information that you sisters are putting out. Uh, how's everybody today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Carmen left us, so by the way, she had to leave us. She's still at work. She has a day job still at the uh, working with women of domestic violence. So she just pulled out on me, so she told me she couldn't stay longer, so she tried to give us as much as she could. Did you have a question, though, that maybe I can try to assist you with today or comment? Yes, She's still yes, listening, uh, so maybe she'll text yes, us in the uh, answer. I wanted to ask, um, those essential oils from that, that company? Um, yes. Sole purpose? Used, yes, sole purpose, yes. Couldn't they be used to assist in the healing of... Um, those kind of issues such as stress, abuse, you know, no matter what the case may be. And also with um, children that are acting out, you know, and maybe not really knowing why they're acting out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I agree. There are several. Um, I use aromatherapy in my house all the time. And um, Soul Purpose does have essential oils that are sold, and they are the pure oils. Now, remember, pure oils are never to be ingested. They are only used for topical purposes. I'm not a certified aromatherapist, although I have surrounded myself with people who are. And probably Sweet D. Love is on the line. I think she's still on the line, and I may pull her back in if she wants to um, and share a little bit about Aromatherapy. I know she's into herbs and aromatherapy as well. But one of the ones I found out um, that really helps for me for calming is lavender, right? That's that's a very common one. But you want to make sure that, that you are doing things and lighting candles. I light candles. I smudge with sage. I burn um, 
lavender in my um, infusers and throughout my house. I drop little oils around. I'm also dropping um, um, other incense and things. I don't burn incense. For me, that doesn't work for me. So I like to smell the actual oil. So I will dampen a gauze or a cotton ball and allow it to be there. And then taking time out for um, prayer meditation, when she talked about having, in the Spices of Life, talked about having um, time for spiritual awareness or spiritual activation in your life, that's really what it's about, believing in something greater than yourself to find that meaning and that hope that is um, innate to your life. So definitely, yes, through Soul Purpose, not only can you purchase soy candles, but you can also purchase all natural and botanical organic products and I'm going to have another show that talks more about it, um, brother. I think it's Brother Guru. Um, yeah. Okay. And um, gets more into that. I'm also going to have an aromatherapist on here because it really is about how we have to learn to embrace who we are and our contributions. And I thank you for calling in as a male because you keep the balance. We can't have a conversation about feminine energy without acknowledging the masculine component, right, which is one, because that's what makes us all the oneness, and that's what the divine creator is. So I hope I answered your question. It seemed like a long about way to get to the point. Um, I was looking at my, I was trying to not go into my bag. I'm not close enough to uh, my bag to get all the, the different incense and oils that I use for um, for stress and uh, and um even depression, you know, we have to remember that sometimes our children also experience forms of depression just like we do. Yeah. And um, so we need we need to, to be mindful of that. Um, sometimes even the foods that we allow our children to, to partake in, Sister talks about, Sister Carmen talks about the um, Flaming Hearts and the Mountain Dews. I mean, those are just not our reality because we understand those are chemicals and why they may taste good. And I know sometimes I will break down and I will drink a Mountain Dew because I like it. But I understand I'm not supposed to be engaging in that on a regular basis. So we want to begin to do things and put and, and talk about touch, um, talking about how we can pull things out of our homes. Like I said, I burn lavender. I also go into, I can't think of this other one that I picked up, and I'm really dropping a blank. And I'm not. I'm in my office, so I can't go out and go get my little incense that are in my healing center right now. But it's really important. If you follow up me, I'll try to post something or email you something. Did you have another question or comment? I'm just like I'm rambling, I'm trying to look for this no. document. No, you, you, you're right on point. Um I was just interested in, uh, just like you're saying, those those essential oils, how important they are to uh, bring about certain energy because sometimes our mind tends to think about things even though they're not on our front. We're not directly thinking about them, but because they're constantly playing in the back of our subconscious. Yes, sir. It, it still affects us. And um, I was just wondering, uh, you know, I do I do kind of understand that if those things are important, even if it's just for those reasons right there. Yeah, I know what it is. It's called lime oil. It's called, um, see, my children heard me talking. They were like, here, you want this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I homeschool. <laughs> right, right. Um, so one of them is called it's, it's essential oil. It's, it's a lime oil or citrus antifolia, right? 
And it's also good for, like, antiseptics and bacterial uh, and restorative properties. So it's good for calming. And, and I don't know if you ever noticed that when we use, like, lemons and limes and things, don't you kind of get, like, this burst of energy, this zest, this zest of our life? So that's really good that I use a lot because I know that when I'm working at home and I'm teaching at home with my children and I'm dealing with people and their energies and, and as a as a light light worker and representer of the divine light of God Almighty, I understand that sometimes I pick up energies and, and um, I'm exposed to things, so I like to be able to kind of cleanse myself out. And the other one is um, one that I bought actually – um, for my mom, it's kind of like cinnamon. It's almost like, it smells like cinnamon almost, but it's called um, acacia. And um, that's another one that's really good for reducing, like, blood sugar levels. And um, cinnamon is good for that, too, just so you know. And then, of course, the lavender I have. I'll also do cedar wood in my house. Wow. Um, yeah, I know, right? Like, everybody's like, you like, yeah, I know that scent. Yeah, that's the scent. And uh, so I just try to do things, you know, and vanilla, but I'm not a fan of vanilla. But my children like vanilla, so I do it for them because they like it. And I mainly do it in their room, but I'm not a fan of the vanilla. It's a little too strong for me. And um, my previous partner was into coconut oil, and um, so occasionally I will mix up. I'll make my own concoctions, but those are the type of essential oils that you can utilize for, you know, setting some tones. And I actually have my children meditate with me. And we go through the processes, and you know, and, and just like you would have them do, I don't, I don't get into how they should be, but I just have my children stop and meditate and pray. That's it. We do that as a unit, and I encourage them to do that when they're feeling overwhelmed and outstretched. So, I'm gonna see a sweet D. Hang on, I'm gonna see can I get sweet D to say make another comment. I hope this is still her line. I didn't write her number down, but it's like five. It's, good morning again. It is. Okay, great. I'm like, I think this is Sweetie. Okay, okay. Right. Sweetie, do you have anything to add about the um, aromatherapy being used for right. the stress? Mm-hmm. Um, but you you mentioned the main ones too, which was uh, lavender and cedarwood. And you know, it's something though. Uh, children um, seem to like that vanilla for whatever yeah, they reason. They do. <laughs> Yeah, so that must be something that we got to really look into about that. But also for the brother, um, sandalwood is um, really That's good. It. And yeah. the frankincense. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. Right. And, you know, if you if you get a bath salt or, um, you know, you can bath salt with the same lavender as well. Absolutely. And then I do a peppermint sometimes, too. I don't have it in my bag this for this week because, you know, <laughs> I have to be mindful of my of utilizing my abundance flow. Uh, and uh, so I didn't get all the ones I really, you know, would. Usually I have about 50 of them that I just kind of go, okay, tell me which one I'm supposed to use today because I really believe in listening um, to divine alignment for that. Okay, we have one more caller. Y'all want to stay on the line, but y'all don't know. This is Brother Guru. Do y'all remember Brother Guru being on my show earlier yeah. in the season? Brother Guru, introduce yourself to Divine Sister Love. Greetings, Empress. How are you? I'm blessed, and you? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I spoke on the show before. You know, sometimes uh, I get feelings about certain things or whatever, and uh, you know, it is our responsibility to share. It. So Absolutely. But I've done it. Uh, you know, yeah. He's been. He's being modest. He's keeping me together, y'all, just so y'all know. Sometimes when y'all wonder why, you know, I'm not answering y'all's phone, that's because I'm dealing with Brother the Guru. He done got me and got me right together. <laughs> is, he, is he on your Facebook, um, sister? No, he does not do social media. Hello. I, and I knew that. And, and somehow I was going to say, well, I just said, I think I would say that first. <laughs> I told him, I said, he is for real. He like, mm-mm, you either going to talk to me. So you're going to see me. I'm like, okay. You can, well, you can send him an email. Now that you okay. can do. You can send Brother Guru an email. He does. He will utilize email and phone messages and all that good stuff. So let's mm-hmm. take this other phone call, y'all, and see how we can get going on today. Good morning. Good morning. To, how are you? I'm doing well. Oh, I know this. This is a day for all my people. Y'all just want to talk to me? I miss y'all, too. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? I was just listening about the aromatherapy. One other, one other thing that I use, and I like it, my children seem to like it too, is uh, uh, we use chamomile. It's, you know, it's soft. I, I mix it with the lavender, um, and it helps to keep them calm. But I spend a lot of time talking. I, um, I think that's you know, helping to helping them to explore their conversation and to feel comfortable with with communicating how they're feeling helps to make them a more uh, secure individual as a whole. So those mm-hmm. are some of the things that I do as well. Good, good, good. Now, you were on when Carmen was talking. Um, what you Now, you're a mama for real. You're like me. Any comments yeah. about that? <laughs> um. No, you got me beat, no. right? You have more. You have seven, right? Right. Um, okay. it, it, I, what I've learned is to express and to embrace each one as they are. You know, not to compare um, child for child, and to help them hone their individuality, and to and to allow them expression, um, and to understand that they. Are a, they were wonderfully and uniquely made by the Creator, and to make sure that they stand in alignment with um, with with the Word of God. You know, uh, we spend a lot of quality time together. Um, I do little tricks that help make uh, their self esteem, uh, to help pump their self esteem, and to help value them. Is uh, as simple as what dinner do you want, and then I bring them into in preparation of dinner. Um, uh, when we do course selections, I ask them why did they choose such and such course, and where is that going to? Be, how is that going to benefit them? Where do they see themselves in the next five to ten years? So a lot of communication, a lot of patience, a lot of like you said, a lot of time just resting and meditating on on uh, within meditating on God and, and within themselves. So it's difficult to know. And, and try to figure out where you fit in this world without understanding who you are first. You have to find out who you are first. Yeah, I did a lot of stumbling as I grew up trying to figure out, okay, should I be like this group? Should I be like that group? Maybe I should be like this. I did everything and anything to, you know, not everything and anything, but I tried to fit in. 
but the problem was is that I wasn't fitting in with myself. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin, so to speak. So my goal as a mother is to help all of my children from, and they range from age 22 to 10, to uh, be able to appreciate who they are and to be comfortable with their own selves and to understand that they were they're not mistakes or or happenstance, but they were purpose divinely purposed for today's mission and for today's um journey. And I, I let them know that they are my investment, my contribution, my legacy to the world. So I want them to understand and appreciate who they are so that they can effectively communicate that to someone else and help someone else along the same path, the same journey, to cross over the bridges that they had to cross over. So, again, you know, reflection, meditation, and just being in alignment. And a lot of patience. <laughs> I, I can concur with the patience component. But, Guru, you have children. Yes. Yeah, that's um. And you got and you got and us grand. look look we share we share this grandchild. <laughs> I'm the unofficial Mima to the grandchild because that baby spoke yeah. to me. We that baby pulled me right into his his vortex. Was like, okay, look here, you here, you listen to me. I was like, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, brother Guru. What was you gonna say? Yeah, and uh, she she hit it on the mark in reference to uh, inspiring them basically to uh, speak their voice, speak their truth as far as how they're feeling or what's going on with them. You know, sometimes by being a parent, you know, even though your child is a young adult, sometimes they feel that, you know, their life and what they're going through is their business, but they should still understand that you're there to be their springboard, you know, not in judgment, but in understanding and, you know, and suggesting, not even in guidance, you know, but sometimes it's hard. And that's another reason why I was asking about that aromatherapy because, um, you know, when you feel relaxed no matter what's going on in your head, it's easy for you to speak. You know, it's easy for you to let things flow. You know, and I especially understand that with uh, with women, you know. Sometimes, you know, you say things to people and, they hear, or you feel they hear you, but they don't, or you don't get the response that, that you're looking for, say, out of what you're saying. But, you know, the truth is, you know, you need to look at that response and understand it. But overall, um, giving them the space so that they can speak their mind, speak what's going on with them, you know. And I know that essential oils or uh, if I'm, Something needs to be in that environment. I know I'm kind of uh, confusing right now, but I'm just trying to put the first together to make sense, if you know what I'm saying. She's she's 25 years old, my daughter. Nope, y'all don't understand me. Though. Ooh, look at the silence. Oh, we understand. You know, I understand. Oh, I understand. Okay, so that's that's. That wasn't my main issue, or it's not necessarily an issue. It's just that um, right now I know that she's kind of going through some things. I can I can feel it in her uh, in her energy, you know, and I notice it the way she's been acting. But uh, I've been trying to figure out what I could do, or what 
elements I could put in the environment so that she would, uh, you know, relax and just speak. And I know she has to work out things on her own, and that is her journey. But uh, at the same time, you know, it does bother me that she, she's very troubled. Even the term, I'm sorry, some kind of way I hit the button. I hope y'all can hear me. Some kind of way I hit the button. Work with mm-hmm. me. We can um, hear you. You know, but it's not so much that she's troubled. Is that there? We just need to know how to how to bring that about that balance. I hear that so much, and I tell people it's not trouble. It is an imbalance or a a a, a, a lack of us being directly on the path or understanding, right? Because as as Car- I like Carmen's word, and I say it all the time, we're overstimulated. Like, I started doing fasting with my children, not like a normal fast, but like we say, we're not answering our doors, we're not answering our phones, we're not turning on anything that is not naturally us, right? So there's no radio, there's no TV, there's no music. And even today when I was listening to Carmen, I started thinking about the simplicity, and that's my term a lot, is the simplicity of our lives. Unfortunately, our children are exposed to so much. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. that's why I told her, I said, how do you tell me I've got to figure out how to have sit down, sit down and eat breakfast or lunch or dinner with my children? You know, when I heard Keisha talk about, let's put the children in the kitchen, are you crazy? Right. <laughs> right. So so the reality is is that as we are engaging this conversation, Brother Guru, let's not say it's trouble, let's just say we need some redirection or some refocusing or some to the brother. Um, to Brother Guru you yeah. say your your daughter's twenty five. What when is her birthday? Uh the twenty second of August. Okay. All right, so she's a master 22, so. And also, you know, when you break that number down, it's a four, and they call that the the misunderstood child. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are things that she's holding in, you know, that just need to be released. So if she won't, you know, she's in that place now of, of finding more of who she is because of that age 25, which is also a 7, which can be 16 as well. You know, whatever may have happened at 16 coming up, um, something that she's holding on to that she needs to let go, go to the grandmother spirit for her. And also, like, in your prayers for her, because she still has her journey. Like you said, she has her journey that she has to take. But we do help them. We help them on their journey by doing other things, not controlling her life in any kind of way, but just helping, helping. So um, if you want to help her, um, you know, you see without, she doesn't even have to be there. You cover her solar plexus area in the stomach area. Because I just, when you were talking, I felt like my my solar plexus was really, um, like, heated. You know, some emotion, I don't know if it's through a relationship, it's something, mm-hmm. you know, that she need to, needs to let go of, that she's holding on to. So you can just send that energy out for that to be released, you know, and just allow it to happen. And, you know, you'll see, like, a difference in her, you know, within a week's time, how 
you know, things will start to open up and that whatever it is, that healing that she needed to go through will happen for her. But but also, you know, um, you go to the grand, the grandmother spirit for her, you know, mm-hmm. call on the grand call on the grandmother, yeah, to help her as well. Now, Sweet D, I'm just going to tell you something before, Brother Guru. Pick up your mouth off the floor, Brother Guru. <laughs> but you know she rolled with me, so you knew she, you knew it wasn't no joke. Okay, I listened to a, I listened to Divine. Divine said, "Open up the lines and allow Sweet D to talk and deal with Brother Guru." Right. And now she brought up the great. You brought the grandmother spirit. His mother's spirit is all in that house. Like she is like this is my house still, and y'all ain't listening to me. Go right. ahead, Sweet D. And you hit it round the head. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. I'm still not. I'm still not. Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what we do. This is why I do this because I just know this is like the way it's supposed to be. This is the way I grew up. I never. We just had conversations. I mean, as a young child, I wasn't able to necessarily voice, but I was allowed to be quiet and listen and absorb. And I think that when we begin to come together, as we started out talking with Carmen in the first half of the of the program, and that is we have to restore our families to a state of optimum health. Right. Now, those are really my words, right? And and, and that means we got to be able to put ourselves, you know, to get our fair share of a better quality of life and a better, you know, and have that quality be extended and that really is how you secure your legacy, y'all. I'm t- I'm back to that over and over again because we need to understand what it means to have a legacy. A legacy may not always represent – we get so caught up on the physical legacy. I'm leaving a house. I'm leaving my degrees. I'm leaving – you know, i got a bunch of children I'm leaving behind. No, 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 but what did you leave? What is your legacy? Why do we honor, you know, Madam C.J. Walker, Mary McLeod Bethune, Harriet Tubman, um, Sojourner Truth? Why do we, you know, Patrice Matumba, why do we, uh, Queen and Zinga, why do we honor these women? You know, Ogun, I mean, Oshun, why do we, why do we worry about Mayat? Why are we worrying about these women that have made contributions? That's their legacy because their legacy is visible within all of us. Why is it that... Oh my goodness, Sister Love! Oh my goodness, truly, like I have to say your name that way, like Sister Love. That's all I can say. You just like so much love to me. Like when I see your energy, it's just it makes me feel good and warm. Your colors on you, period. But I say that because she's representative of that feminine energy that has existed since the beginning of time that began with the divine creator, Father God, the I am, the most high, whichever term makes you feel most comfortable and optimal, she represents that. So that's her, she's a part of that legacy. That's that's a legacy that was given to her. You know, and same thing, same thing with Guru. You know, I can go down the list and keep going. We all have legacies that we have accepted, and there are some legacies we need to let go of. Mm-hmm. Huh? And that legacy that, yeah, that legacy that's telling us that we are not good enough. 
the legacy that's telling us that we will never be able to parent because we were never parented. The legacy that tells us that we can never have financial stability or emotional stability or relationship stability because that is what has always happened. I often tell people, don't pick up anything that is not your story. Don't repeat any story that is not your story. Right. Just because my mother may have experienced something, and that's the beauty of going through rites of passage as a, um, and I wish we could find ways, and I know some people try to do it in the communities, but having gone through rites of passage, I was told to go back four generations. I was told to identify with the women in my four generations back and then go to the other side and identify with the men of my four generations. And in doing that, I realized and learned some things about myself my mother, my grandparents, and my women, period, that are, that I am of lineage of. So I don't want to be – I understand sometimes when I experience people having jealousy and envy of me, it's not necessarily because it's me. It's because of their relationship to me from a previous experience and memory. You see? Huh? I know they're like, they're like, ooh, she went there today. Yeah, I went there today. Yeah. Right? Because if we don't understand those relationships and those experiences, that's our legacy. That's a part that has been a contributing factor to the development of us. And if this is spooking you out because you're on a whole different level of understanding of spirituality and existence and the oneness of God, then with you at this moment, I send energy and understanding to you and peace. Right, But I want us to understand that at that moment, our legacy has to be one that affirms that we are one in the oneness and alignment with the divine creator of all that ever was, is, and shall be. Two, that it allows us to magnify that reflection on a regular basis with everyone that we meet in every place that we go, in every situation, circumstance, and event. And... <laughs> that it allows us to ignite the same knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and presence in others that we interact with. I know that's a mouthful. Let me be quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a small it's right. Yeah. So and, and that's right because I I really am there. And so on. Let me let me give my my shout out to the next show Thursday. We're going to be joined and honored by Dr. Sashat. This she is also known as Dr. Julia Spooner. She's out of New York, and she has a doctorate in psychotherapy, and she's awesome, and she has a healing center called the – oh, Sweet D, you may be familiar. I'm not sure you know everybody in New York, but maybe no, you've come no. across her. But this sister is, is going to talk with us. Um, um, she has a new book out, and the book is called – let me grab my flyer. Excuse me, Empress, you didn't mention the name of a healing center. Oh, oh yeah, oh Sashu. I'm gonna I gotta say it right. Oh, this baby said Sashu. Uh Saku. S A K H U. Y'all know y'all give me some comedic names. I, I guess that's not my <laughs> my foreign thing. Okay, and it's the Healing and Art Center and it's in um New York City. That's all she has on here. But she is she has she has an undergrad degree from Yale. She completed her doctorate at City University of New York. She's a psychotherapist. She is um, that founder of the Healing Center, and her book is called Healing Across Dimensions, Transformation yeah. Through Spirit. Come on now. Oh, it chronicles the ancestral healing practice that she uses um, in her healing center, and I am so excited. She's going to be in Milwaukee. 
And, um, yeah, I guess I'm going to have a good time because I was upset about having to be here on the tw- – because it's cold here. I wanted to be gone. I was trying to book a gig out of here because I was like, I'm not going to stay here for no cold weather. But, anyway, she's coming in, so she's bringing the warmth and the healing. I wish you could see her face. If you go to my show page for Thursday show, you'll see the illumination on her face and the energy that she is um, giving. But she'll be here on Thursday morning um, for the first hour, hour and a half. We're going to see how they go. And then also Elizabeth Hurley is going to join us. She is a um, blossoming spirit that that eloquently shares um, poetry and and expressions of beauty through her poems. And so we're going to have her on that same day. Uh, on Thursday uh, for the last half an hour. So just kind of prepare for that. But like I said, even coming across her, I'm already dealing with this whole ideal of legacy, right? And then I come across Dr. Sassat, and I'm like, oh, I got you. I feel you. I hear you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm I'm in alignment. But that's what I say. We can't can't keep subjecting our children to the prisons that we have escaped from. Mm Mm-hmm. So you know, right. and I like how Keisha, how you were so honest and said, you know, you did, you weren't aware of who you were, you weren't comfortable in your skin, so you're, you were, you make a conscious effort not to, you know, put that into your children and allow them to to embrace their individuality and their uniqueness, while right. at the same time making sure they're they're doing the optimum level of effort toward that greatness. I know y'all got me talking today. Y'all should have right. known this was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. You let spirits Exactly. That's what the show is designed for. The show is 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 designed with God's purpose in mind to help put the light on the things that otherwise were silent and had us constantly going around in circles. But we as people have to wake up and, and find and seek out new avenues so that we can rise to the higher, greater the greatness that mm. is already within us so that we can already go and entertain those things that was already predestined for us. So Absolutely. that's what we need to do. And that's what this show is designed for. So shout out to you. I'm glad Amen. you I'm glad Hallelujah. you Because somebody got to keep talking. Because we done got too quiet. We done got too comfortable and complacent. Mm-hmm. So we got to, we mm. got to be, serve some trouble, serve something in our in our. No, I don't want to say serve no trouble. I want to say serve the awakening. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. There you go. Yes. Hey. Oh. Isn't she on fire? Oh, I feel that. (laughs) See, and this is what I say to y'all when I say this is how you build and restructure. This is how we become the scaffolding for the globalized existence and manifestation of peace and love and harmony. And and I have to say this first. I often tell people, they say to me, but you're so Afrocentric. And I said, I have to be because that's the perspective I'm allowed to function from first. But it doesn't mean that I'm alienating you from your perspective because ultimately there's only one heart, one love, and one God, right? Absolutely. So we just need to understand that. And when we get to that place of understanding, but Unfortunately, we have, or fortunately, we have some things in our legacy that we need to not hold on to as part of our legacy. They're not really, they're not really jewels. They're cubic zirconias, and they're costume jewelry, and they're and they're confusing us, and they're hindering us from being able to have the real worth and value that we represent uh, innately and divinely. 
So I hope that everyone will continue to come back and share. Um, yeah, y'all need to order my book. Um, not, not My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, both are available on my website. The show also has its own Facebook page. It just makes it easier for me to communicate because some people don't need to know about the book because, they, I mean, about the moments of conversation because they're never going to have a conversation because they're mad, and that's okay in that state for that moment. But then we'll get you out of that. But the Moments of Conversation page is on Facebook. Um, just type in Moments of Conversation. If not, um, send me a message on my Marion a Fool page, and then I'll send you the link. But I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to share with me, to join us as we work on expressing and celebrating the divine feminine energy that is a part of all of our existence. Without the feminine divine, there cannot be a masculine divine, and therefore we all we miss the oneness that makes us one. Ooh, that was kind of, that was like, ooh. Right? Oh, yeah. And it's spring again. And it's yeah. spring again, right. Oh, that, is today the first day of spring or the 20th? I think what it's day? the 21st I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be Thursday, so that's an awesome thing. So um, also one last thing for um, Brother Guru, you know, your your daughter's in a, a nine cycle, which is an ending cycle. So lots of things are ending for her, you know, to begin again. So, you know, so that she doesn't fall into just ending and all the way ending and giving up on things, you know, mm-hmm. that's where you come in as far as sending that energy out, you know, for her strength, you know, to be able to move on past the ending. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I one of these days I'm going to call you and I'm actually going to, no, i got to have you do my report too, um, Sweet D Love. So I may have to call mm-hmm. you t- today. i got to okay. find a so I can, so we can, because um, I haven't made an investment in you mm-hmm. in the natural yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to make sure I do that. Um, but I want to um, give everybody an opportunity to give their final thoughts on today's uh, topic and program about empowering and aligning ourselves and um, getting our getting our parenting opportunities to the maximum level of the. And you know, I'm gonna say this, this is what I just heard. Okay, so divine God, creator, right? Well, right, the great I am, the master of all of our creations, right? Mm-hmm. Is a parental figure. Am I right? Yeah. Like, don't we don't we don't we understand that that our that our divine parent provide for us. They provide for us the balance in the air, the balance in the water, the balance in the food, right? The right. protection that we need. But you ever notice how we are never, like, bound up and said, you cannot do that. I like what you said, free will. We have free will. Mm-hmm. But let's let's try to use that free will to return to the original will and purpose and destiny of our lives. Oh, go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I heard. Just as I was getting ready to close the program out. So, any final thoughts from either of you today before we close out? And people on the line yeah. like the lines are like forty deep, but nobody's saying nothing. But, y'all. <laughs> but it's okay. Crazy. Because it's the time when we have okay. to listen. That's, too, that's, you that's know. exactly what I was getting ready to say. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's not always about us to speak. Somebody has to listen to absorb what's being said, so that Absolutely. it can catch fire and it can be implemented on a multitude of levels. Absolutely. That's, that's very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Thank you, and thank you. You, you, you I know what say those buttons. Go ahead, Brother Guru. I hear you. No, I was just going to speak on those mud hat, those mud huts that they show in Africa. Go ahead. You know, they're, na- they're narrow on the bottom, and they're round, and then they come to a point on the top. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the science of what time it is as far as the village. You turn mm-hmm. that upside down. Oh. It's round and wide on the bottom, and it leads up to one up into the universe. Because just oh. like you oh. said, we are we are one people. You know, yeah. we're all the same people. Yeah. You know, and with and with the collective effort, we'll all make it. Thank oh you. yeah. So it is. So it is, and I receive that. I'm going to end with. Go ahead, go ahead, Mama. Um, you know, self harmony is, is uh, within each one of us. We have to um, harmonize ourselves. <laughs> 2013 is the year of balance, so we're going to see a lot of things that will lean to one side now come, you know, and balance itself out. And um, when the brother was talking about the huts, what came to me quickly was the cream rises to the top. Yes, girl. That we rise. This is our time to rise, and it takes nothing away from anybody else. It just puts us all on the same page, knowing that we are in this oneness all together. And whatever it was that was keeping us apart, let there be no more distractions, and let us cut off all the things that would hold us back and move forward as everyone else is doing, because this too is our time. Absolutely. So it is. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about something. Um, I'm working on a show. I just got to get the verbiage and get the uh, the okay to do it from the divine. Yes. That's, my That's the only one that can do that. But really quickly, we're going to end, and I'm going to end with this poem by something I grew up with, and it's called Mother to the Son by Langston Hughes. Well, son, I'll tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal scare. It's had some tacks in it, some splinters, and some boards torn up, and places with no carpet on the floor, bare. But all the time I've been climbing on and reaching landings and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark, but there ain't been no light. So, boy, don't you turn back. Don't you step down on them steps, because you find it kind of hard. Don't you fall now, for I'm still going, honey. I'm still climbing, and life for me ain't been no crystal stair. That's my inspiration to all of us, and especially our next generation. And Share this with your children, and remember, the point of the poem is this. No matter how bad it got, the mother is saying, I'm continuing to climb, and that is my expectation for you. Do not give up. Don't give up your legacy. Love you all, and remember that when things begin to cloud your way, overwhelm you, make you feel as if you just can't go on, stop. Take in a deep breath. Seize the opportunities and possibilities that are surrounding you and know this is not the end of the road and that you can move toward the greatness that is within you and that is awaiting you. Until next time, continue peace and blessings. And thanks for joining me here on Moments of Conversation. Love you all. Love you too. Keep the love, family. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.